Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Place your money line prop or parlay bets with the king of sports books today sign up using code buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet bet mgm and GameSense remind you to play responsibly 21 plus and present in ohio subject to eligibility requirements rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days gambling problem call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with mgm northfield park gentlemen you are tuning in the newest edition of the punch list mma podcast you guys can't tell right now but we are ramshackling this thing together real quick trey what's going on man how are you uh it's the holiday spirit we're all just drunk on eggnog and uh what other other oh goody dude i love this my can is green so you can't see it via green screen Mine's the same yep uh give me one second i do believe i have an open door which is just going to make this that much more fun all right well, I'm pumped because you changed your background. You originally had Elf behind you in the holiday spirit. I got a little pissed off that you had that going because it is December 8th, Dale. December 8th is way too far early to have any type of Christmas stuff. I know my wife put the Christmas tree up back in like fucking October, but that doesn't give you the right to put up Buddy the Elf behind you. Uh, it does. Uh, essentially, once December, I'm willing to give as much respect to all other holidays. You know how I feel about Thanksgiving. It is by far and away uh, in my top two as far as holidays go. I will give it the entire month of November. However, come December 1, I'm okay with all things Christmas come December 1. Now, November 29th, November 30th, you better stay on that Thanksgiving fall hangover-ish. December 1, do your thing. Go go all Go all out for Christmas. I'm okay with it. You put Mariah Carey on my radio on November 29th. You can go fuck yourself. Listen, there's people that start listening to Mariah Carey back in October. So, I mean, it's like, a, like I said, this was the last year for Thanksgiving anyway. Just get used to it. It's 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 not it's not it's not going to be around forever. Uh, enjoy it while it's here, boys and, and girls. You know, it's just not going to happen. We're not going to have Thanksgiving next year. So. Uh, I've already I've already staked my claim. The war on Thanksgiving uh, has fully begun, and um, yeah. So I hope you enjoyed the last one while I was here. You know what we do have though? What do we have, Trey? What do we have? Pay per view. 
We do have a pay-per-view. We do. Dude, uh, we got Davison Figueredo taking on Brandon Moreno in the fastest turnaround in UFC title fight history. 20, what, 21 days? 23 days? That outdoes Ronda Rousey. That uh, outdoes, gosh, who's that guy I'm thinking of right now? Who's the other guy? He did it back-to-back pay-per-views. It was, oh, the Huntington Beach bad boy, dude. Tito Ortiz, really? Tito Ortiz, yeah. He was uh, back-to-back pay-per-views. He defended, uh, but that was it. Okay. And then last but not least, we had a complete shakeup. Not a complete shakeup, but a pretty pretty decent-sized shakeup for this card. Uh, Andrea Lee, or as you call her, Andrea, uh, and Jillian Robertson scrapped. Carl Roberson versus Dolce Langiambula scratched. Uh, Tisha Torres, Angela Hill scratched. But Tisha Torres just announced today, still going to fight. Uh, still going to fight on on Saturday night, and uh, we'll talk about that here later. Peter Peter Yawn or Piotr Yawn, uh, Aljamain Sterling, that was gone. Uh, this fight was supposed, or this card was supposed to have Marvin Vittori versus Jacare Souza, but we saw what happened with that. Dwight Grant versus uh, Jing Liang Li, that fight got scratched. Um, Carla Esparza, Amanda Hebus, that that never came to be. Kamar Usman, Gilbert Burns, that got canceled months ago. And then Amanda Nunes, Megan Anderson, that fight got ripped apart. UFC 256, for all intents and purposes, has been <laughs> a little bit of a cursed card. I'm just be honest with you. I'm just going to hope it stays intact the way it is right now. Because I'm kind of, I don't even want to say it out loud, heading into uh, the weekend, man. So I'm a little nervous. To be honest with you, I'm a little bit nervous. Wow. I did not know it was that many. Um, good thing they moved some things around. Good thing it had some firepower. It is still stacked to the gills. Uh, mm, it's good. It's, it's a good card. card. It's yeah. a good card. Tell me about your weekend last weekend where we did pretty decent. Admittedly, though, uh, you were still kind of salty at the end of the night. Oh, it actually started at the beginning of the night. Um, it just kind of carried through. To let it out. Let it out. Just let it out. Let it John out. Vellante, dude. That let guy. I said it on the last show. I was hesitant. I don't know why. I'm going to say you coerced me into throwing him on the parlay. In um, your in your defense, I do sales for a living. It's my job to get you to do what I want you to do. Uh, dude, I just take whatever you're selling. It's just embarrassing. You and everybody else. That's why we do it. That's why we do it. So we're doing what we're doing right now. I'm weak. So. Uh, the only thing weaker than my ability to just say no is John Volante fucking fight. The guy mm. looked atrocious. Mm. And Jake Collier, who's supposed to come in with zero gas tank, who's supposed to look like the honey ham, the Thanksgiving turkey the day after, who knew? He had a cardio tank. 264 and a half pounds at six foot one or whatever Jake Collier is, uh, middleweight, light heavyweight, and now heavyweight. Admittedly, we had no idea that 264 and a half pound Jake Collier had a gas tank because when he fought, when he fought last time, uh, Tom Aspinall slept him inside of a minute. So the, the gas tank was not something that we needed to concern ourselves with because he got slept so fast. Yeah. So we had no idea. The assumption is, is that a person that weighs 264 and a half pounds, uh, who's only making their second fight at heavyweight and admittedly is of a high body fat count. The assumption is that the gas tank is not good. We now see, we now see that this is not a good idea. 
Um, this is, uh, he actually has a decent gas tank. I, I think he threw over 200 strikes uh, for the fight, which is a great pace in a three round heavyweight fight, dude. Um, I don't know, man. I'm just, I really, I, I don't want to say I was impressed by Jake Collier. Because uh, I don't necessarily know if I was impressed, but he looked good against a guy like John Volante. And John Volante is very adept at making bad guys look good. I think it's the most yeah. backhanded compliment I can give. <laughs> well, yeah, unless the 265-pound heavyweight is going to look like Cyril Gane, which we're going to mm -hmm. see on this card. Mm -hmm. I'm staying away from heavyweights, dude. I don't want anything to do with them. Fat dudes and women's fights on parlays, uh -uh, not going to happen. Right. So let's talk about parlays real quick. So moving forward, um, we are going to release two parlays every week. Um, normally what we've been doing is we've been re releasing one parlay. We put a fancy dancy name on it and we try to let it let it rip. Uh, what we've decided we're going to do based on the, the outpouring of support for both what we call the layup and the ride the lightning pod or parlay. We are going to release one of those each uh, every week. So that way on Friday, you'll have both the layup parlay and the ride, the lightning. And you then dear listener can be responsible for your own destiny because I'm going to be honest with you. I'm tired of you acting like I'm supposed to hold your hand, like your big brother and tell you what to do. You do what you want to do based on what Trey and I are going to bring to the table. And what we're going to bring to the table is both a more high confidence, lower return on investment parlay and a, Holy crap, we're going to Sizzler Red Panty Night Parlay. Yeah, you can either be a total pussy mm, mm -hmm. or you can be a man. Whatever you want to do. I will say, though, that if it was a life or death situation, the layup, guy, the layup guys were winning. <laughs> so I'm just throwing that out there. Yeah. Um, real quick, though, speaking of manliness, guys, if you want to take advantage of the best meat on the planet Earth, there's only one place that you can that you can do this, and that is stayclassymeats.com. Use promo code FIST, save 10% on the entire thing. Admittedly, admittedly, um, I, I, I dropped the ball on this. Today is the last day where you can do holiday orders for Stay Classy Meats. Today, uh -huh. like right now, Tuesday, December 8th, this is the day. Like you have to get on right now. Uh, if if you're hot, you know, if you're listening to this on Wednesday morning when it's released, it's too late. Uh, we kind of fell behind the eight ball again on this whenever they release these holiday collections. Uh, but you can still get any of the high quality meat that they offer. Calvin Cater approved. Go to stayclassymeats.com, use promo code FIS and save 10% on the entire thing. All right, Trey. Bro, I uh, thirsty. By the way, take take a sip because I'm gonna tell you, I'm gonna tell you a little story here. Okay, is it all about how your life got flipped, turned upside down? It did. Uh, okay. Got flipped upside down for the next three weeks. Uh, your boy in San Diego, California, here is on stay-at-home order uh, via our wonderful governor, and nonsense. it's nonsense. Um, but I I've learned something this entire year that I have been on quarantine, lockdown, whatever. Sure. The worst thing you can do when you wake up is just go right to your desk, right to your work mode and keep your PJs on. You yeah. got to dress up. You got to put a button down on. You got to put a T-shirt on, put your pants on, your work boots, your vans, whatever it is. And if you're going to do it, you might as well put the effort in and look fucking dope. Mm -hmm. And I've been able to do that this entire year right now. Um, dude, look at this Allegiant shirt. So yeah. killer. 
Um, Logo right on the titty. I like it. Yep. Right on the titty. Just busting off that left tit. Mm-hmm. Um, the best way you guys can do it is go to allegianceclothing.com. You can type in the code punch and you're going to get 15% off site wide. Windbreakers, shirts, hats, anything you want. Guys, if you're not here, at least go enjoy the world and show the world what is Allegiance Clothing. Allegianceclothing.com. Use the code punch, 15% off site wide. Let's talk about something real quick. You're having a you're having a different kind of hair day today. Oh, dude, I know. What's up with this thing? I washed it. Okay, it, it's got volume. <laughs> it's got height. What? Are, yeah. Okay. So no, the, usually I surf, and then the mother ocean acts as its own gel. Ah, um, gotcha. I, I quaffed it for you. It, there is quite a quaff going on. Uh, <laughs> it, the, the quaff wouldn't have anything to do with our guest here this this evening, but it. Of course it does. Okay, gotcha. If you're going to quaff, now this is a good night to get your quaff on. Well, let's not. I guess we could say, without further ado, let's not let's not let's not beat around the bush here. Let's talk about some fights for a little bit. Uh, we will be being joined here in a little bit, probably about 15, 20 minutes or so. Uh, we'll have Haley Cowan jump, jumping on the the live stream with us here. When she comes on, Trey, I got a ton of questions for her. Uh, you know, a lot of which have to do with our producer, Jake. Um, so I am going to, we're going to have a discussion because we've got some insight on, uh, you know, some different segments that we've been working on and we just need new perspective. We need new blood. We need fresh eyes. And I have, I have questions for her that are lined up, but let's get into this thing. Um, she does want to help us break down fights, so we are going to switch things up a little bit. We're going to start with the prelims. We're going to start with the curtain jerkers, and we're going to work our way up the card. Uh, and wherever she hops in, you know, obviously we'll pick back up. But let's start with the first fight of the night. <clears throat> Excuse me. I've got a little bit of tickle in my throat here. Chase Hooper taking on Peter Barrett. Chase Hooper at 9-1. and one. Peter Barrett, Trey, is at 11-4. and four. Chase Hooper minus 390. Peter Barrett plus 315. Over on rounds is at two and a half. I'm going to be honest with you here. Uh, my initial leaning is Hooper, and it's Hooper by dis- or it's Hooper by submission. You're saying I'm crazy. I need to go with Peter Barrett here. Plus three fifteen, dog. Sway me. You know Chase Hooper and Ben Askren are not the same person, right? I'm. I it, honestly, you're more likely to get me to bet on Chase Hooper than you are Ben Askren. I've I have never been on Ben Askren ever. I don't think he's uh, hot take. I don't think he's a great mixed martial artist, regardless of accomplishments. I don't think he's great. Go okay. Ahead. Okay. Um, I'm going to do a little MMA math here for you. Oh, First off, boy. I know, I know. I don't usually like to do that, but I will say with a chase Hooper, you're coming off your loss against Alex Caceres. He looked like absolute garbage. There's no way. Now, granted, we all knew Alex Caceres was going to come in a little bit more of the technical striker. When Chase Hooper is literally laying on his back, trying to pull guard and invite him into jujitsu, like, Come on, dude. One trick pony. Peter Barrett went the distance with Yusuf Zalal. I think mm-hmm. Yusuf Zalal is far and away better than Alex Caceres. Now, granted, he didn't beat um, he didn't beat Yusuf Zalal, but he went the distance. Yusuf okay. Zalal lost to Taporia last week. I still thought he looked decent. <laughs> no, Taporia, Taporia did not. Yusuf Zalal lost to Taporia, and, and Taporia won last week, but it wasn't against Yusuf Zalal. Oh, no, against, yeah, that's right. He, he beat Damon Jackson. Sorry. I, usually, MMA math, your version of MMA math and my version of MMA math are different. So, you look at it through the terms of 
of common opponent, not even through common opponent, resume. but through it's not your resume. It's like a it's a loss. So you're saying, I, I just want to, and this isn't this isn't this isn't poking. I just want to make sure because your version of MMA math and mine are different. Okay. Um, so you look at MMA math and you say that Chase Hooper um, lost to Alex Caceres, and then you look at a guy like. Um, Pete Barrett and say he lost to a guy like Yusef Zalal. And yeah. you think because um, Yusef Zalal is better than Alex Caceres, that Peter Barrett is going to beat Chase Hooper. Yeah, They both are coming off losses and they're both coming off losses to opponents that were better than them. So I don't understand the logic on that being the MMA math. Who looked, who looked better in the loss though? And to the quality who, of opponent, we're so going to talk about this okay. with Jacare Sousa, same exact thing. Okay. So you're saying, that Peter Barrett faced a better opponent. And even though he lost, he looked better in losing than Chase Hooper did in losing to a lesser opponent in Alex Caceres. Yes. That is my math. It's your math. That's special education for you there. Right. So, I mean, listen, I I've I've got school age children and they bring their math homework done and I can't do that math either. I don't, I don't necessarily know if I ascribe to your math here. Uh, and I don't, I can't do their math either. I look at MMA math and I look at common opponents and think if this, if a beat B, then C should be able to beat D and this is not that. So, um, all that to say, you think Peter Barrett is going to shock the world on Saturday night at a plus three fifteen dog and beat chase Hooper. That line is so disrespectful. Chase Hooper is not that good. He's way too young. He hasn't come to his own. Peter Barrett is a much better striker than Chase Hooper is. If this thing stays on the feet, he's going to win this fight. I think your Nan is a better striker than Chase Hooper. Um, mm. Chase Hooper is garbage with the hands. His hands are horrid. Mm-hmm. Horrid. A guy three days into hitting pads at the gym, I think, looks better with the hands than Chase Hooper. And yes. I think Chase Hooper shows promise as a mixed martial arts. His his submission game is top notch. Yeah. His cardio needs some work, but his hands are horrible. So of course, if Peter Barrett had worse hands than Chase Hooper, we would have a real problem on our hands. Chase Hooper is like a shitty version of Ryan Hall. Whoa. Interesting. These are hot takes. You're coming out with some weirdness tonight. You just, you know, you're coming out. I just, I wasn't ready for these. So I just, I, I like your style. You're keeping me on my toes. You're, you're actually giving me pause to think about what you're saying here. So last week I talked you off of a plus 300 dog and the 300 dog hit. So this week, are you taking Peter Barrett here? I'm going to take Peter Barrett. Um, I know in this COVID era, especially in the apex going with the uh, chalk is probably the smarter thing, but this is going to be my my dog. I'm going to sprinkle a little. I like Peter Barrett in this fight. All right, man. Listen, I'm not talking off anything anymore. I'm just going to let it. I'm just letting it rip. Okay. I will say this though. Uh, Peter Barrett, nicknamed Slippery Pete. So just just throw just throwing that out there. So if you think Chase Hooper is going to beat Slippery Pete, I will um, say going forward, Dale, I can't tell if you're nervous because I'm coming out swinging right now, or if your internet connection is absolute garbage. But you are freezing up. I'm probably scared because I've got a lot of firepower going through this card coming up. But really? you might want to hardwire in, bro, because I'm coming. I'm coming hard, dude. All right. Well, in- intro the next fight. Let me throw the hardwire in. All right. I believe we have a heavyweight fight. Um, let's switch it up here. Let's get a, yeah, we've got Sergey Spivak at minus 235 versus Jared 
Vander at plus 195. Over-unders is at one and a half. Okay, this is an interesting one. So Vander was that guy that obviously everyone saw on Dana White's Contender Series. He totally impressed everyone. Um, he, he came out. He looked somewhat sloppy, but heavyweights, that's what they tend to do, especially guys that aren't like Cyril Gane. They come out, and they're a little bit plodding forward, heavy. Speedback's done a lot since his appearance. You know, he lost to Walt Harris. Um, but, again, we talk quality of opponent. I think that he's fought that. You know, he submitted Tai Tuivasa. Um, Speedback's – dude, you want to talk about the Caucus Mountain Warrior, dude. That's what it is right there. You look at that guy. He is the definition. He is the picture book of Caucus Mountain Warrior. Um, I think this line's set actually probably pretty accurate. Um, one and a half. I mean, that's pretty obvious for heavyweights. But I'm going to go with uh, Sergey on this. I think uh, – He's a little bit more comfortable on the feet and obviously on the ground. Interesting. Interesting play here. I, I, I don't disagree with you. Um, if you're looking at a guy like Spivak, right, lost to Walt Harris, beat Ty Tuivasa, lost to Marcin Tabura, beat Carlos Philippe. Um, you know, I think that this – I think Jared Vanderoff falls in the level of competition that Sergey Spivak can can beat. Uh, it's interesting that you talk about Caucus Mountain Warriors because Vanderaw's nickname is the Mountain. Uh, so oh. you have the you have the polar bear taking on the Mountain, which I think are just that that's a clash of all time great nicknames. Um, I think Spivak is the more well rounded martial artist. I will say this though: he needs to be careful in the exchanges because Vanderaw is bringing thunder and hell with him every time he swings. He does not know how to do anything without bad intention. Uh, I I think the line's probably right. You know, I'm, I'm not opposed to that. Over under rounds is at one and a half. Um, we've seen Spivak be able to get a quick finish. But we've also known him to be a heavyweight that kind of takes his time a little bit. He's not necessarily super, uh, not really super powerful, but he does get fights. You know, he, he can finish fights. He's got wins by submission. He's got wins by knockout. Um, it, it's almost kind of an even split as far as how he's winning. So in a fight like this, I kind of like the idea of, of an inside the distance play, which I know is not much when it comes to heavyweights. But I kind of like the idea of sprinkling, and you don't normally get this option, um, a little bit on Spivak by submission because a lot of times with heavyweights, we just see knockouts. We don't see a lot of submissions in the heavyweight division. And, you know, with this, uh, we have a really good opportunity to get a heavyweight by submission style victory. So um, I'm not opposed to Spivak, and I'm not opposed to him by submission. So uh, I am hardwired in now. So hopefully the internet connection issues are better. Um, so we will see how that goes. Um, cool. If it's if it's just continue to be bad on your end, I'm going to blame it on you and everything else wrong with California. So um, <laughs> fair, fair point. But I, I, I will do that. So uh, as far as on my end, I don't, I, I'm not experiencing any issues. But you'll have to. You're obviously you're the, you're the telling guide there uh, when it comes to that. All right, next fight on the card. Short notice, Tisha Torres was canceled. Now she's coming back. Tisha Torres at 11 and 5, taking on Sam Hughes at 5 and 1. Were you able to find odds for this? Uh, no, I had thought that was one of the fights that had, uh, had fell off. Tisha, um, Tisha Torres versus Angela Hill did fall off, but they just announced like two hours ago that they were going to, in fact, get a, get a fight uh, for Tisha Torres. So I didn't know if you saw a line for it or not. If you didn't, no big deal. Uh, okay, so we will go ahead and just for the time being, let's defer uh, to the idea of 
you know, uh, Tisha Torres with more experience getting it done uh, against the, the Salmonator. But, you know, I, I would be interested in seeing what the line looks like because I, I still remain keen on the idea that women's MMA is always a coin flip. What, do you, what are your thoughts? No, I, I 100%. I, I, uh, especially with it, you know, falling off, coming back on. I mean, where do you think these, these ladies' mental state is? I mean, that's tough to get a rhythm going in from camp to, you know, cutting weight appropriately. This is a tough one. I actually like I, I like it because I think Tisha Torres obviously has been in camp, right? She was she was ready to fight Angela Hill. She stays on weight uh, for the most part to begin with, and then you know Sam Hughes is looking to make a statement. So this is, this is a chance to come in and get a the biggest name possible on your resume. I actually do have a line for it. Um, it's on Bet Online. So guys, if you go to Bet Online, use code Armchair, take advantage of all the great sign up bonuses. Um, you get options like this where fights are announced two hours ago and there's already lines for it. Tisha Torres is at a minus 450. Sam Hughes is at a plus 350. Uh, so if you want to take advantage of any of the plays we're talking about today, go to Bet Online, use the promo code armchair when you sign up and take advantage of those great sign up bonuses. But Tisha Torres, minus 450 trade. Sam Hughes, plus 350 here. Uh, and I think that's about right given the quality of opponent and the career that both of these women have had thus far. I think Tisha Torres is a sizable favorite and should pick up a win fairly easily on Saturday night. I'm, I'm down to take that as well. Yeah. I mean, it's not much more to it. I mean, it's I think, black and white. Tisha Torres looked really good as of recently. I like, I like her. She, she presses forward. She's got good movement, good footwork. I'm going to, yeah, I like Tisha. Okay. I think these Tisha Torres will probably be the most popular parlay piece. On Saturday night, I think you'll see a yeah. lot of people using her in that regard. All right. Billy Q, 15 and 2, taking on Gavin Tucker, 12 and 1. Mark it down. This is so for the last three weeks, we've kind of given our little sprinkles on what we think has potential to be fight of the night. Uh, if anybody's going to steal fight of the night away from a card that contains Tony Ferguson, Cub Swanson, and Diego Figueredo, it's going to be a fight that has Billy Q and Gavin Tucker in it. Gavin Tucker is a monster. Yeah, That's a bad man. And he's taken on Billy Q, has, who has shown himself to be durable. He has shown himself to be versatile. And he has shown himself to be a real legitimate threat in a shark tank of a division. This is a fight that is must-see TV. And I'm glad that this one is actually on TV and not pay-per-view. This is potential for fight of the night. Can't miss Gavin Tucker, Billy Q, Tucker plus one thirty Q at minus one sixty Trey. Give me something here because I'm 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 getting my inner Rogan on. You know I'm about to bust through these buttons, bro. I'm pumped for this fight. Uh, I mean I'm pumped. I'm not at your level. I think oh, uh, it's a banger. I think Spike Carlisle brought the fight to Billy Q. I don't think it was the other way around. I think mm. Billy played to the pace of Spike, but Spike was the one that was progressing it and making it that you know fight of the night esque fight. Gavin Tucker stands in the pocket. I mean, the, his fight against Justin James, it was exactly that. Striking in the pocket, slugging, pressing forward in the clinch, dirty, vicious, vicious elbows. I really like Gavin Tucker. I know he's only, what, like three and one? But Billy Q likes to play to the pace of his opponents. And I think while he does have a good cardio tank and can go through uh, you know, a weathered storm, so to speak, I think Gavin Tucker is going to be the one that's going to start to pick him apart. 
I think Gavin Tucker gets it done. I love him at plus 130. I think he's going to – he needs to be careful of a couple different things. One, he needs to be careful that Billy Q can't take his back. But I think as long as he can keep this fight standing, the exchanges are going to favor him. I think he's got the heavier hands. I think he's going to be the faster on fight night. And he's got he's got more dog in him than I think Billy Q does. I agree with your assessment that Spike Carlisle was bringing the fight to him more than the other way around. Um, but, yeah, I really think that it's going to be – I really think that Gavin Tucker pushes the pace. I think he gets it done. All right. I like it. A little bit of plus money. A little bit of plus money bringing it in. All right. I see her down below. Producer Jake, <laughs> throw her in. Let's do it. All right. Oh, back like she never left. Coffee cups in hand. Oh, yeah. no, no. Oh, okay. What is that? It's coffee. Oh, okay. Gosh. Uh, I, thought, <laughs> I, thought you're, I thought you were playing along with our drinking <laughs> games that we're doing now. No. Gosh, we, we had a... Uh, so, <laughs> We had a we had an interviewee last week as well. He was on the massage table. You're coming in from what the gym right now. You yep. look all like sweaty and gnarly. As you said you were gonna be though. Um, that's because I left off. <laughs> yeah, fair enough. I mean, and I put a hat on. Easily, Trey. Gosh, dude, yeah, she, she wiped off. Goodness gracious. <laughs> All right, so so we're back. We we got the we got pretty much. You were putting on your Instagram. You got almost the all clear. We're, we're just not yeah. wrestling yet. So what are we doing? How how's life? What what's going on? So I got. I mean, I'm hitting again with both hands, which is good. And I got my eyes fixed. So fun fact about me: I was like legally blind mm -hmm. before, and now I can see well. And I thought I could see well with my contacts and my glasses, but I couldn't. Mm -hmm. <laughs> Right. So those are fixed now, and my arm is healed. So I'm excited. I'm feeling yeah. good. <laughs> you ready? Ready to punch somebody in the face? A lot of times. Yeah, a lot of times. You're going to get a lot of punching to the face. I can agree with that. Okay. Yeah, I I feel like the older I get, the worse. I it sound like an old man moment. I feel like my eyes are getting worse. I take my contacts out now, and it's getting worse and worse every single time. I highly suggest PRK. Game what is PRK? What's PRK? So um, it's like it's not like LASIK, but um, for fighters, you know, we don't want to get poked in the eyeballs. Mm -hmm. LASIK, because if you have LASIK, they like cut a flap and then they poke the eye. It can like make you go blind or something like that, which I didn't. Okay. I didn't like that. So I did the PRK instead. Instead of like making a flap, they just shave your first layer of your eyeball off and then reshape your cornea and then it grows back. So if I get poked in the eyes, it's not as big of a deal. <laughs> Yeah, it doesn't sound risky. That's good. Yeah, I know about yeah, that. Yeah, shaving your eyeball. They just take a, they take a Bic razor and they shave it. It's a good opportunity for a Manscaped ad here, Trey, where you can just, if you don't want to shave your eyes, shave your body with Manscaped. Use promo code armchair. Um, that's, that's, I mean, that's that's unbelievable. How do you – okay, let's – who do they practice on for stuff like that to figure out whether or not shaving your eye is a good idea? Um, but, yeah, I'm a little – I don't know if I'm, I don't know if I'm cool with that. That's what kind of making me like my eyes tear up a little bit. I was not cool with it. I was so scared. Yeah. I already paid for it. Okay. Well, fair enough. <laughs> so I'm a big fan of your ability to just go after all these weird new experimental treatments. You were talking about getting stem cells and you were taking baby embryo pills and then you were, no, I'm just kidding. <laughs> I'm just kidding. <laughs> like, that's, that's not true. That didn't happen. And then you're getting your eyeball shaved. So, okay. I'm a big fan. I'm a big yeah. fan. YOLO. So, Yolo. Okay. All right. So what, what, what are we looking at, you know, timetable wise, we think in February come for a fight or what's the deal? So if you ask me, I want February, but I wouldn't ask me because I fought like eight weeks after 
a knee surgery in September, mm-hmm. which is way too soon, but that was my decision and it was a bad one. Mm-hmm. So I don't think I get a say anymore. <laughs> so I think my coach is going to make me wait until March, which is probably smart because I won't be fully released until this, uh, January 1st. So that'll give me a few weeks to kind of start easing back in normally and then go into camp instead of, you know, just jumping in the cage and fingers crossed. <laughs> How was Thanksgiving? So, um, I got oh gosh, COVID. I didn't realize that. I got COVID over Thanksgiving, right oh, after I had my eye surgery. That was over yeah. Thanksgiving? So, I don't I know. know. I'm sure it was good. I ate it. Mm, did you, what symptoms did you have? Um, I wasn't that sick. I felt like I had a really bad sinus infection, and then mm. I lost my sense of taste and smell. That's what sucks. So, I couldn't, I still can't taste or smell. Okay, I've got to, I've got to ask. I've had a couple friends that have said that. What is that? Talk me through like you're having a piece of chicken. Like, what do you do feel? I'm so so confused. So I will tell you how I figured out that I couldn't taste anything. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So um, I was, I had eye surgery on Thursday and then on Monday I was sitting, which I had to have had it before the surgery. I know I did because I wasn't around anybody. Mm -hmm. So um, I was drinking my, I had my coffee and my water and I drink iced coffee. So it's not like I could tell the temperature and I thought I was drinking my water and um, I spilled it on me. I looked down and I had like a brown stain on my shirt and I was like, huh, <laughs> that's weird. What? And then I uh, went and I was like, I can't smell anything either. And I have like, I love good smells. And so I went and smelled all my little flowers and stuff that I have and I couldn't smell them either. And I was like, I got the Rona. <laughs> Wow. So you can't, couldn't smell, couldn't taste. You're blind. You're pretty much a vegetable. Basically, Helen Keller. (laughs) (laughs) Man. What a life. So, I don't, okay, so. You can cut that out. No, absolutely not. We're live now, so we don't get to cut anything anymore. Well, sorry. We we have lost the ability. Helen Keller jokes abound. Um, So, yeah. I'm a little, con- I don't know. That's- mom, I probably can't say anything worse than that. So no, that's all right. I'll, I'll say enough embarrassing things for everybody. Okay. You're good. You're good. I don't get embarrassed. So you <laughs> say <before>. that, <laughs> you say that, but we have, we've, we've started a new segment since the last time you were on and yes. I cannot wait to get your take on this. So you want to talk about it now or you want to wait? Are you going to try to embarrass me? No, not at all. Oh. No, no. We need a we need a female perspective on this. this we is- need oh, a fe- yeah, let's hear it. Let's hear we it. need a female perspective, and I realize that we're wading into a minefield here. So if mm-hmm. if uh, you know, I'm I'm gonna I'm gonna tiptoe through the tulips as much as I can here. Okay. 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 I'm scared. No, as you should be. So <laughs> we've got <laughs> so we've got producer Jake, who you've seen at the bottom there. He's got his little, you know, he's got his little thing. Jake's Jake's in here, um, which is funny because I told you that I usually want to punch people named Jake, and I didn't even real I didn't even realize that we have our producer Jake. Um, so I didn't want to. I don't want to punch either of the Jakes that I do know. So you're a liar. I am a liar. I am a liar. I was speaking out of turn. So uh, my, my mistake there. Okay, so we have tasked pro- producer Jake with with a certain. Uh, mission, if you will, that I'm hoping you can shed some light on. Okay. Um, by and large, outside of you and Laura Sanko, we have been wildly unsuccessful in getting any female in the MMA community to come on our show. Okay. okay. Our traditional means of reaching out to people is within 
DMs, uh, if you will, Instagram, Facebook, anything like that. That's how we kind of got this thing started. Um, But I realized that that's unorthodox. So can you sort of peel back the curtain a little tiny bit and tell me what kind of minefield we are trying to traverse to get people to come on our show in that regard? Um, is it is it is it as sketchy and scary as it sounds? Your well, DMs have to be awful. I mean, they are, but <laughs> I so so most girls don't look at their. D- I get a kick out of it. I think it's okay. hilarious. So I okay, it, yeah, but uh, <laughs> I don't know. Trying to put you on the spot here. You should. Hmm. Do you want me to tell my friends to come on your show? Yes, I would love that. <laughs> yeah. You tell all your friends to come up here, I hey, that. That except. Happen. Except for Tracy Cortez, because she hurt your arm, so I don't want her on the show. Okay, she. I actually did this to myself. She's okay. Like, she's yeah. She right. she even said like she's like, oh my god, are you okay? And I was like, oh, I don't know. Okay. <laughs> I yeah. gotcha. So you know what happened? Did I tell you? You you said that she tried to take you down, and you planted. I just posted. No, or you we posted. Even, yeah. Like, we were drilling. We weren't even going. Right. Yeah. So really, it wasn't her fault. I okay. do have some injuries that have been people's faults, but not this right. one. <laughs> okay. All right. Fair enough. So, so the DM area is a, is a nightmare, correct? We, we can confirm that. Yeah. And usually if you started out with, I'm not weird. It's right. Oh uh, yeah. So yeah. I well, wouldn't do that either. Okay. So we don't do that. We don't do any of that. Um, but we have decided to take a more unorthodox, weird approach, if you will. Uh, and I say we, and I mean, Jake. So what we have tasked Jake with <laughs> is uh, there's a new revenue stream that some female fighters and female MMA personalities are now taking to make money. Are you familiar oh, with I know it? what you're talking about? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so the, our, the new segment of our show is called Only a Fan, um, where Jake. That's good. Is, is try, thank you. Is trying to go and maybe try that level of DM <laughs> to see if we can't get them to come on the show. We have been unsuccessful there as well. <laughs> yeah. They're probably not even reading them. I don't know. They charge money. Mm. So here's where a proposition comes into play. <laughs> there is an individual in the MMA women's community space that is charging an exuberant amount of money. How for, much? Uh, the, uh, let me tell you what they're what they're doing and then you can guess. Okay. They're selling their used workout attire. Oh, I've been, people have asked me. That's what I was going to ask you. So people have asked you for that? Oh my God. And they, so I have really big feet <laughs> and everyone wants to talk about my feet. And one guy was like, I will give you $10,000 for your old wrestling shoes. And I was like, deal. But he never gave it to me. So I never what? gave them to him, but yeah. And then he was like, can I pay you in installments? And I was like, yeah, you can have a shoestring. And then. Maybe I'll send oh, the but he wanted them, he wanted me not to wash them. Fucking weirdo. So the funkier the better. He literally just wanted your funky old wrestling shoes. He was gonna pay you ten grand I, for them. Yes, ten thousand dollars. And I should have just gotten like the nastiest, stinkiest training partner that I have. And mm-hmm. you've been like, these are mine. <laughs> right. So so here here was gonna be the proposition is that you were coming straight from the gym. Trey and I are sweaters to begin with. Like I, I think about moving and I start to sweat. Trey, you know, daily runs. We were thinking, you know, here's the thing. Um, you know, we, we could just push off that our sweaty clothes are your sweaty clothes. We just need you to be the face of the operation, 
right? So you just say, oh yeah, these are mine. Trey and I sweat them up and then we just split everything 33% amongst everybody. What do you They're think? They're going to want more than that. Oh man, really? Yeah, maybe like 60, 20, 20. Okay. Okay. Well, Trey's got slender hips. So he I'll might be able to pull <laughs> off some of the other stuff. I would do it. I would do that. I got but you. I would also do it for free. So maybe <laughs> that's the thing though. So like most MMA fighters, what I yeah. like girls, yeah, they are way money motivated. Like I'm competition motivated. They're not, they are straight up money motivated. So they do, I mean, they charge a lot for everything. So that's so crazy. That's so crazy. So the, the plan was, them, though, I mean, whatever. <laughs> I'm not knocking the hustle. I have no knock against the hustle whatsoever. We just sent, we, we sent Jake into the abyss and they were all like, it's $10 to message me. It's a hundred dollars to message me. And then it was like, I'm not, you're not the president. There's just no way. Maybe There's, I'm doing it wrong. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. I just so okay. So ten thousand dollars for for wrestling shoes. I like this. That's and and so I have a, a my friend always jokes around about people messing with my feet. And so now when people ask me about my feet, I just send them to her, and she tells them it's five thousand dollars per foot, and no one's giving me any money yet. So there's a there's a foot market though. Fleece Herrick. That's what her whole thing is. Apparently, is all. She's a good feet. friend of mine, and we both get the weirdest. I mean, it's. But she went full, you know, dove head first for the whole feet thing. Yes, yeah. she's in. I think was, was I mean, I don't even know where to go with this. I was, li I'm literally kind of I'm, taking. I'm really back disgusted with our with humanity right now. It's no. just like, I mean, like I've heard of foot fetishes, but I did not really believe it, and it's not. Nah. Ten crazy. grand. I just think about and what I could do with ten grand. And they're like, oh. Well, you're ugly anyways. I don't want it. And I'm like, okay, well. <laughs> it's going to shame you into feet pics? That's so strange. Wow. I don't even know where to come back from this. I really wasn't expecting you to tell me that. Oh. So I, re I wasn't, I was not ready for the 10 grand. Um, I'm rattled. I'm rattled. It, I have, it yeah. hasn't worked yet. Okay. All right. Well, fair <laughs> enough. Listen, like I said, I know you have a manager um, for everything else, but if you if if you need like a separate management but, or consulting crew, we will well, be more than happy. It's uh, really entertaining. Really. That's what I'm, that's what I'm trying to get at. I mean, that's just I don't know. I, I do enjoy, and one of the things we we talked about with Laura when she was on the show is that she's really big on outing people, not outing them per se, but she'll just you know she'll black out their name or whatever, <laughs> and then she posts them online, like people that send her really like just off the wall <laughs> stuff. So um, that was sort of the the pool there. So yeah. anyway, um, okay, we'll keep things we'll keep things moving. I'm too right nice on. To do that. <laughs> I told I told her when she came on the show, I was like, you need to just go ahead and put like just release their names too. Just let it all out there, man. That's, yeah. that's you know, if you're gonna send I just stuff like that. that. They're like probably eating their boogers in their mom's basement. Mm -hmm. A lot of booger eaters out there, a lot of sweaty kids. Mm -hmm. a, lot of sweaties. <laughs> a lot of sweaties. All right. So last time you were on the show, you crushed it breaking down fights. Um, I don't know if you even followed along after that, but you you did really well. I think you went four and one on the five that we asked you for. Yeah. So, I'm the best in the world. <laughs> I'm not going to argue with you, but I'm going to disagree. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> for, for the sake of like us being able to keep our show. Um, no, I am really bad at it. That was luck. Okay, fair enough. Fair enough. All right. So if you wouldn't mind, you want to help us break down a couple more fights? Sure. You sure? I got lucky last time. <laughs> okay. Let's do okay. All right. Let's do the let's do the main card, and we'll circle back around to these. Pre Actually, you know what? Let's not because we have a women's fight next, and I want your take on this. Mackenzie yes. Dern is taking on Verna. Uh, it, okay, Trey Brazilian. 
Yandiroba? Yandiroba? Yandiroba. Haley, what are we going here? Verna Yandiroba? Oh, who's going to win? Well, just how do you how how would you say her last name? That way. That way. Okay. <laughs> All right. So That's what I'm going with. <laughs> All right. So Mackenzie Dern minus one ninety. Verna is coming in at plus one fifty five. Over and around rounds is at two and a half. We'll defer to the guest here, uh, Haley. Who do you think wins, and how do they get it done? So, if you ever put a grappler against Mackenzie Dern, they're not going to win. So, the with girls, the different in levels mm -hmm. between her and everybody else versus between the top jujitsu guy and everybody else. It's just way bigger of a difference. Okay. So I can't imagine grappler versus grappler Mackenzie Dern not winning that fight. Okay. You think she gets it done inside the distance? Is she getting it done? Probably. Yeah, I think so. Cause this so girl's going to, I mean, I think this girl's going to go to the ground with her. Okay. She does with everybody. I mean, <laughs> right. I don't think she'll have a choice. Yeah. She's, I mean, she's not the best striker either. So, I, would, oh. I mean, what do you do? <laughs> All right. Trey, what do you think here, man? No, I think Haley's pretty spot on. I think uh, Verna does have a good BJJ, you know, background. Um, Mackenzie obviously is far, far and away better in jiu-jitsu. Um, I'd say Verna edges her out a little bit striking. Now, Mackenzie's worked really, really diligently over the past couple months at Ruka headquarters in Costa Mesa, um, you know, working with uh, Cheeto Vera and that whole team. Um Luke Rockhold. Uh, she looked good over Hannah Cyphers and Brandon Marcos, but when you look at Verna, I think Verna is going to want to keep his feet, and God forbid it goes on the ground. We've seen Mackenzie Dern time and time again want to throw hands and not utilize her jiu-jitsu. And I think if she decides to do that, I could see Verna outworking her on the feet. If it goes to the ground, the good thing is Verna has that foundation. Mackenzie should get it done on the ground. I'm going to take Verna here just to take some plus money. Oh, boy. I think uh, she's going to edge it out standing. If Mackenzie does what grapplers and jiu-jitsu artists should do and shoot for a double and get this thing to the ground, she should win this fight. But she's not going to do that because she never does that. It frustrates me. That's because she's not a wrestler. She she doesn't wrestle very much. So she should just jump and pull guard. That's yeah, what that's she what she should do. She should always do that. And I know that's like – Yeah. But <laughs> – <laughs> So any insight with Verna, uh, you said you're friends with Felice. Obviously, Verna's last fight was against Felice. Um, you know, there was a little bit of a knee issue involved in that fight as well. But, you know, pretty quick arm bar finish there. Um, you know, I don't know what the conversations are like after fights, if people want to dwell and talk about it. But did she say anything about Verna in particular? Or no, she, feel didn't, she didn't say much about it. But Felice was no slouch on the ground. So right, right. She's been around for a long time. a lot about Verna's. Yeah. I mean, Felice is a legit purple belt. She's been doing this stuff forever. Uh, right. But Mackenzie, I mean, like I said earlier, the the difference between levels of Mackenzie and the rest of the girls than there are between the best guy BJJ and the rest of the guys, it's just such a big difference. She yeah. is so much better than everybody else. It's okay. So what I'm thinking is I'm feeling like I want to play Mackenzie by submission or Verna by decision. Yeah, so that's, what, that's probably Ooh. good. Okay. So I, I, I'm, I'm going to put a pin on that. I'm not entirely sure where I want to lean on that. World, I would right. Stuff. Yeah, yeah. Fine. I'm just, <laughs> just, just going to go with what I you say. One last time when I guess. Can you believe it? You're Thank you. He took credit for that, but we'll get to him. Fair <laughs> enough. All right. And then uh, we'll, we'll talk about Cub Swanson versus Daniel Pineda real quick, but I'm going to be full disclosure here. 
my pick is completely biased. Uh, Cub Swanson is in my top three of all time. Um, he's my fav- one of my favorites. I have nothing negative to say about him. Um, out, you know, short of a fist fight with Jesus, um, I think Cub Swanson is going to win every time, and you can't tell me otherwise. So at plus one thirty, I'm making a sizable play on Cub Swanson here against Pineda. So well, I want to know why, though. I, I need to know this. Just I, yeah. I should know this because yeah. you're my partner in crime. But I need to know why. You're a Cub Swanson fan. The dude's from Palm Desert yep. or Palm Springs. Sure. Like he's on my coast, bro. Sure. I, I agree. hundred percent. Go ahead. Keep, keep asking or keep, keep going. He's oh, dude. I'm going to, I'm going to break your heart right now. I don't want to no. do this. On do air. Go ahead. Get it, get it out. Get it out. Dude, he beat Cron. That's like beating Dylan Dennis. Okay. Same shit. Okay. Prior to that, he's like four losses. Granted, they're all decent opponents. Burgos, Moicano, okay. uh, Edgar, Ortega. Mm-hmm. That's a mm-hmm. legit lineup. But four losses in a row, then he beats Cron. Mm-hmm. And now he's coming back. I'm shocked this is almost a pick or It's getting close to it, I guess. It's the lines moving closer and closer for Cub. Um, dude, I just want to know why. Like, I'm a huge Faber fan, and there's a reason. I think he's the greatest bantamweight that never won a title. <laughs> okay. Oh, I was gonna. Okay. All right. And I want to know why you like Cub. There's nothing flashy, dude. Like I don't get it. He's got sick tattoos. Does that count? Okay. So so here's the thing. So are we asking why I like Cub or why do I think Cub's gonna beat Daniel Pineda in a fist fight? I want to know why you like him first. <laughs> you want to know why I like him? Okay. Yeah. So so one. I like any guy that, that chooses to just bite down on the mouthpiece and swing, right? If you look at his at any of his fights, um, you know, with the exception, I will say this, with the exception of the the, the first Frankie Edgar fight, um, if you look at any of Cubs fights, the guy is not opposed to conflict. And when I say what I what I mean by that is that he is completely willing to go in there and put himself in harm's way, get hit twice to hit you once. And he only has one desire and that's to separate you from consciousness. I don't understand. There's like, like a million and 10 of those fighters. Actually. You're absolutely right. But certain people resonate with you better than others. Like there's a, there's a million and 10, you know, cars that you can buy. Right. But your car, like your first car, it holds something special to you. And there's something special about me being, 20 years old, staying up late watching uh, G4 TV and watching WEC fights where Cub Swanson's freaking knocking out Micah, what what the hell, what what that dude's name was, that Micah Miller, right? Uh, beating Micah Miller by unanimous decision back in 2007, right? Fresh out of the Air Force. I'm sitting there on my couch in the middle of the night watching Cub Swanson beat Micah Miller on WEC. There's something about that. It just stays with me. I like the dude. Despite long losing streaks here and there, he continues to come back. Trey, I don't think it's fair to, to go against and, and put l- losing streaks as a an accurate metric. You yourself are a huge Faber fan. I would like for you to walk me through the last five years of Faber's career and justify still being a fan. He continues to lose. Well, well first off, bro, he was beating Piotr Jan. Was he? Was he? And then it was Piotr Jan. We're not okay. talking about... Burgos, Moicano, the levels. Don't even get me started here. Don't even get me started. Haley, who's your cub of the MMA world? Who is your cub? I don't have a cub. There you go. <laughs> that just made us look like really embarrassing. You have to have a cub. Is Cerrone becoming a cub? I think so. I think he's. I think. I think he's an old yeller at this point. <laughs> if he's becoming a cub, I guess Cerrone's my cub. Okay. He's not there yet. I don't believe that. Boy, he's 
So if Cub is your first car, now I need to know what your first car was. My first car was a 1990 Ford Probe. You're old. Thank you. Thank you for that. <laughs> Thank you for that. Yeah, it was a it was a uh, like a blood red 1990 Ford Probe. It was with a with red cloth interior. It was sweet. It was awesome, and I drove that car like I stole it everywhere. It was amazing. Such an amazing car. No, I'm just saying that like there are certain fighters that resonate or or hold on to a, a little piece of your fandom regardless. Um, admittedly, BJ Penn was that guy for me for a long time, but um, I have a zero tolerance policy for domestic violence. And if there's any sort of thing that comes up with somebody with domestic violence, I just immediately shut it down. Right? You're just you're you're done to me. So um, despite really being an avid fan of BJ for a long time, you throw that in the mix, it's a wrap. So um, you know, and that's a guy that hasn't won a fight in you know, nine years or something like that. So uh, I'm not opposed to guys that, that lose a lot. That doesn't bother me. Uh, I like a good underdog. Let's get back on this fight real quick, though. Cub Swanson, Daniel Pineda. Um, Trey, obviously you're leaning Pineda here, minus 160. Yeah, I know you don't like PFL guys, but he came back from PFL, knocked the hell out of uh, Herbert Burns, made a statement. He's dangerous, dude. And I think Cub, who's coming off – Cron Gracie win and then four losses and some serious time out of the cage. You know, I know Haley, your boyfriend says I sound like Cruz, but Cruz will tell you that ring rust is a thing. And I think it's going to hit Cub pretty hard. Cruz says ring rust isn't real. What? I thought Cruz. he said it was real. No, he's the one that says it isn't say real. real God damn it. I thought that was such a good so segue. Close. So close. So close. Okay. But, well, yeah. I'm going Pineda. I, I don't see why he hasn't, he, he hasn't, if the only win that he has it's over anybody that's even remotely close to UFC caliber is Herbert Burns. If you look at everybody else he's lost to, they're all guys that were at one point in time on the UFC roster or, you know, could be. And he just, I don't, I don't see it. I don't, I don't see maybe career trajectory, but I don't know. I think Cub gets it done. I think Daniel Pineda is the level of fighter that Cub can still beat. So I had to, Counsel with my associate. Okay. All right. <laughs> he says right. you're both right. Thank you. Thank you. I appreciate no, who's, that. Who's more right, though? Who's more right? Jake, who's the writer? Because right, I've got no say in this. Three, two, one. I go Pineda. Pineda, who says. Fair enough. That's fine. You, you guys can have that. That's fine. And I'll be celebrating Cubs victory on Saturday night. You do what you want to do. Um, win, lose, <laughs> yeah, or draw. He, broke he said he thinks he's, he's just more in the zone. I'm just that's that's fine. All right, first. Thank you. Yeah, because it's all you <laughs> beautiful destruction. All right, uh, heavyweight tilt coming off of the breaking breaking into the main card. The first fight on the pay per view, uh, Junior Dos Santos versus Cyril Gane. Uh, Junior Dos Santos plus three thirty five. Disrespectful against a guy like Cyril Gane minus four thirty five over and around. Is it one and a half? Haley, you got to you got to say here. You made the gross face. Junior Dos Santos, yeah. Because always Junior Dos Santos. Because always JDS. And okay. because Jake might slip my throat if I say otherwise. Oh, okay. Golly, that's violent. All right. JDS yes. versus <laughs> All right. Maybe not that bad. We've been Great. watching The Walking Dead, so. Oh, everybody's, you're all gassed up. You're you're feeling violent. Gotcha. Mm -hmm. Samurai swords abound. So okay. That's kind of calm, you know. Right. For sure. <laughs> All right. This is where I disagree with you the way you disagreed with me. I think Cyril Gane uh, is going to go ahead and get Junior Dos Santos. Uh, and he's going to he's, he's gonna get the victory on Saturday night. I think JDS is on the decline, if you will. I like JDS. I think he's a perennial 
powerhouse in the heavyweight division. He's always a couple fights away from really making a run, but this is uh, Gane's looking like the new breed as far as heavyweights go. He's well-rounded. He's got good cardio and, uh, you know, he's a threat anywhere the fight goes. And Junior Dos Santos, while still powerful, has not really shown the same penchant for finishing that we saw in the early part of his career. I think this might be um, the beginning of the end for JDS. I don't know. I could be wrong. Trey, what do you think? Yeah, I think uh, I hope this is the new breed for the heavyweights. Just coming off what we talked about at the beginning of the show with John Volante and Jake Collier, I don't want to see these fat dudes fighting anymore. I want to see guys that look like freaking action figures, and that's what you're getting in Cyril Gane. <laughs> 6'5", 265, cutting 265, but still has like a 20-pack. Dude, that guy's prime beefcake right there. I'm going to go with the prime beefcake. So, so is JDS. <laughs> JDS he looks like, looks like my dad. No, he doesn't. No, he doesn't. Yeah, I'm in, sorry. In defense of that, though, your dad is in great shape. Oh, is he? <laughs> yeah, Trey, Trey's dad is in great shape. So, okay, yeah. Well, then maybe a, he does. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so, well, JDS, I think I like JDS five fights ago when he would kind of like move off the ball of his feet. But now he kind of plods. He sits on his heels. He lets the fight come to him. Mm. I do think he's going to be the more technically sound striker for sure. But he's going to get his his block knocked off for sure oh gosh but didn't did you watch his last fight until he got knocked out oh my god his legs buckled it was the saddest thing i've ever but seen before in my life that. <laughs> yeah uh, i mean he looked, he, he looked okay he remember. <laughs> no, he, no, no, i mean like, so he did he did look he did look decent he did look a little bit rejuvenated um but you know he he got caught and it it, it happens uh, but here's the thing like like we've been saying you know for a while now i think that experience is the currency of mma and if you look at a guy like gane who's six and oh versus a guy like jds who's got almost 30 career fights jds has every tool necessary to beat a guy like cyril gane it's just execution can he continue to execute for 15 minutes to get the win to your point haley that was the that was the puzzle piece that he needed to beat uh, Rosenstrike. He just didn't execute for 15 minutes, and he ended up getting caught. So, you know, he was able to do it for about nine minutes, but not the full 15. Man, if all- it had been an amateur, rules, I know, but- right? Some- yeah, if, if we would have had some some Mike Tyson, Roy Jones Jr. two minute rounds, he'd have been sweet. We would have been ready to go. Yeah, for sure. All right, next fight on the. Oh, we lost Dale. Bye. Oh boy, here we go. He hung up on us. I've never, I've never been the captain of the ship, Haley. So for me <laughs> to just own it right now, it's going to get ugly. But we we'll get into it. Cub Swanson talk. Yeah, I know, right? <laughs> His heart's fully broken. I'm back. I'm back. Oh, there yeah. he is. I hit You're the back. So much crap about. I know. Him. I know. I came back and I heard Trey saying that my heart was broken. So it's just immediately <laughs> as soon as I leave. He starts back talking or you know, bad talking me. I get it. Oh, yeah. I get it. All right. Kevin Holland versus Jacare Souza. Kevin Holland 20 and 20 and 5. Jacare Souza at 26 and 8. Holland minus 120 favorite against a legend in Jacare Souza coming in at plus one or minus 110. Overrunner rounds is at two and a half here. I went first last time, Trey. I think you went first time before that. And because uh, you yep. wanted to bash me on Cubs. So Haley, round robin, it's back to you. Who's getting it done? Kevin okay. Holland or Jacare? How old is Jacare? Dirt. Dinosaur. You know what? I got to go with my fellow Texan. Go on, okay. Kevin. Go on, Kevin. Okay. Texas. Texas. He's tech- <laughs> he Texas, Texas. Okay. No, he's good, man. Okay. He's, I like him. I, li- I mean, 
at first I was really unsure because of all the smack talk, but he's so playful and goofy. I just like the guy. Yeah, he doesn't seem like he allows the moment to be too big for him. He seems like he's still. Like, and maybe that's like a psychological, like um, maybe it's like a deflection thing, but whatever. <laughs> right. Yeah, I don't dislike it. I don't yeah. dislike it. This makes I, it fun. <laughs> I'm going Holland as well. Full disclosure, I, I'm going Holland. Uh, we're gonna we're about to hear Trey's counter argument to this. Uh, so prepare yourself. He was mad at me when I said Holland earlier, and I'm sure he's going to really turn the tide here with this argument. Go for it, man. What do you got? Really, I apologize. I'm about to get very aggressive here. That's okay. Um, okay, cool. <laughs> Kevin's last fights were shitty. Shitty, shitty competition. What? Shitty competition. I'm going to tell you this. Kevin Holland, Kevin Holland is like a tuna sandwich, dude. Okay. I love it's, tuna sandwiches, so... Ah, well, that this doesn't help my argument. But no, I had this whole thing about how tuna sandwiches kind of curb the hunger, but they're not flashy. Now, the problem is when a tuna sandwich meets a Monte Cristo, like mm. when Kevin Holland fought Tiago Santos or Brendan Allen, a.k.a. Monte Cristo, the tuna sandwich looks like shit, right? But what if it's a 50-year-old Monte Cristo? Ooh, like a not fresh one. Yeah, like a moldy one. Well, this moldy one has got submissions for days, so it can quickly slip the meat out and slip it back in. It's slick as shit, super legit. <laughs> Jocker A, yes, he's on the downslope, but the downslope is, is a culmination of fighters like Jack Hermanson, Jan Blahovitz. The competition that Kevin Holland and Jocker A, the disparity is way too far. I'm going to go with Jock right here. I think if Kevin Holland, he, he did a good job of negating the takedown in the Brennan Allen fight, but God forbid it goes to the ground. Kevin Holland's going to be a complete fish out of water, a tuna fish out of water. Bro. Oh, dude. Bro. Dude, everybody's got to fight their first oh. A-lister at some point, so you can't always be like, well, he's never caught in it, you know? Right. Well, and that's fair because Dale and I have been talking about we are in the era of, like, these platform fights of, like, vets fighting – prospects and not kevin hall's not like a like true my prospect. friend did you all see that sam hughes is fighting tisha torres can i give a shout out to Ooh. sam okay let's talk about this because we did bring this up that fight just got announced and there is a line on it and your friend sam is a massive underdog um she is she shouldn't be she is good man okay so give me some give well, me some okay. she probably should be i do yeah she probably should be but this is a win-win situation for her i mean if she goes in there and wins she's top 10 top seven top five Okay. If she loses. She lost to Tisha Torres in her UFC debut. Right. You know, on short on notice. One and one in her last two fights. I mean. Sure. There's no pressure. I mean, she's got no pressure now. Probably the biggest pressure she has is making weight because Sam is mm. a big girl for 115. So. Okay. So how does she get it done? Is she just is decision? She's knocking her out. She's submitting her. What's oh, going on? Sam, uh, the the. How's Sam gonna win? Yeah. <laughs> mm -hmm. I think. I. You know what? I. I think they're very. I think stylistically, they're two very similar fighters. Now, obviously, Tisha Torres has that Taekwondo background that Sam doesn't have. Like mm -hmm. what what Tisha does in Taekwondo, Sam does with boxing. But you can just say decision. It's okay to say decision. Sam, I, you know what? Sam's gonna win. I'm going with it. I know okay. that that's a hard fight, and that, Let that's her rip. I'm pulling so hard for her. I know yeah. that that is exactly what I would do. She needs to box Tisha up and hold her on the cage because Sam's probably gonna have seven or eight maybe 10 pounds on her the night of the fight. So she box, pose a distance, hold her against the cage. I mean, she hasn't had a camp, so. Right. I know that's boring and it's 
like everyone hates that, but that wins. I mean, it's yeah, who cares? Our job is to win fights, and especially when you take a fight on two day notice, go in there, get your W, let them boo you for a second, and then come back the next time and be excited. Like, <laughs> it's fun. yeah, short notice, and you got everything yeah. to win or everything to gain. Yeah, do what you need to do to get the get the she W. Is, she is such a cool person, too. I love that. I, I like her a lot. Okay. All right. Well, I, oh, I can get her to get on here. She'll come on here if I tell her to. All right. Do what you need to cool. listen. We're going to, we'll make a list. We'll, we'll talk about it. We'll get a list and we'll check it twice. I feel like uh, we're in high school. We're like talking to the, the popular chick and be like, Hey, just tell your other friends that we're like super cool. Yeah. You know, yeah, just tell them, yeah. Just tell her, tell them we're cool. We're chill. We're chill. We're chill. We're, we're so they chill. Any girls to come on their show, Jake. <laughs> It's not creepy. It's not creepy like that. We, we don't have the budget. That's what it yeah. is. Maybe yeah. just keep us, you know? That's fine. That's I, cool. The yeah. response has been positive, so I'll, I'm okay with that. I'm it okay has. With. No one hated me. No one booed me for my midget joke. No, no. Oh, no. Helen no. Keller, though, you know, oh, the reviews will be coming in. Yeah, that, that is true. <laughs> that is true. Okay. Everyone right. loves a Helen Keller joke. That's true. And You're if they don't, right. they can't be trusted. Oh, man. <laughs> They're probably a terrorist. What? Yeah. Oh gosh, you got to be careful with that now too. Goodness gracious. Okay, I'm done. No more. No, you can say. Listen, you call whoever you want a terrorist. I'm just saying, as far as as far as his, I can't do that anymore. Um, but you can call whoever whoever you want, and I've got a I great. I don't want to call anyone else a terrorist. Okay. Um, I always just say like Al Qaeda. So whenever some like if anything doesn't go my way, I'm like, you know who does that? Al Qaeda. Also, then, people who don't do push-ups. Mm, Three hundred a day with with a torn UCL. Yeah. They were abandoned. They were they were assisted. That's okay. That's all right. <laughs> all right. Three three fights left on this card. Let's get through them. Uh, Honato Mokano at 14, 3, and 1, taking on Rafael Fiziev at 8 and 1. Uh, Fiziev at minus 160, Moicano at plus 130. Over under on rounds is at two and a half. I appreciate the intensity there, um, Haley, as you're reading the line. I know that you're really trying to get in depth with your breakdowns. Um, I still have a bad habit, even though I can see now of squinting. It's just right. a habit. I don't know. All right, Trey, we taking we taking Fazeev here. I think minus one sixty. I think it's a great price on him, man. I think it's the, the closest we're going to get him for a while. I know. I really like the price on him, but I also this is see the resume with Moicano. It just this is where I'm I'm tangled, bro. So we're allowed to give Moicano credit for fights, but we can't give Cub, Cub Swanson credit on resume. Didn't Moicano win those fights? <laughs> Wow. See, <laughs> hey, you guys, it's been great. I will see everybody next week. It's been real. Uh, gonna go yeah, ahead. Yeah. Those fights. yeah. Check our Instagram for my, my co main and main plays. I'll see you guys I'm later. I'm sorry. I'm out. I'm out. No, they, you're, <laughs> that's funny. So funny. Anyway, uh, Trey, where are you going, Moicano here? I think Fiziev's going to be the more like technical kickboxer, but I think the thing mm. he's going to have to worry about and always in the back of his mind is that takedown. Moicano's going to be much, much better on the ground, and I think that's where Fiziev's kind of struggled in the past is when you when you come into a guy that's got good jiu-jitsu, you, in the back of your mind, you're constantly worrying about that feint for that double, single, whatever it is, which takes away from your thought process and standing and trading. So I think he's going to be way more hesitant, way more reserved. And I think that's going to open up a lot for Moicano to exploit. Dude, you know me, man, jujitsu on the ground. Uh, I'm, I'm going to go with Moicano, man. You, in, you, are you interested in a little side action here? Am I? Yeah. Yeah, sure. Yeah. All right. I got 20. I, I got 20 bucks. It says Moicano <laughs> does not tap out Fizio. Um, 20. Okay. 20. I th- listen, 
we ball on a budget here. This is not, we're not rolling around in the money. I can't offer you 10 grand for your wrestling shoes. We're betting $20 on Maybe side action. I should action. have gone lower. So I actually got some money. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Um, I'll, I'll take that bet, but I want you, when I win to pay it all in pennies and ship it to me. Fair enough. Fair enough. It'll cost you like $70. That's okay. Okay. All right. I'm taking fizzy up here. Uh, and I just think that I don't think that Moicano's grappling is good enough to get him to get fizzy in the position to execute what you're talking about his game plan being, which would be taking him down and tapping him out. You think a guy like Fiziev, who is a Muay Thai wizard, isn't used to the idea of going into a mixed martial arts bout with the opposition being the game plan of, I got to take this guy down if I want to win. The dude literally entered the matrix when we saw him fight Mark DeCasey. He is going to be able to stuff. All he has to do is sprawl, stop the takedowns, and he's going to knock out Moicano. Moicano. Oh, my God. Dude, you're did out of you your mind. Did you compare DeCasey to Moicano? Yes, I did. That's I disgusting. did. And I t- listen, Hoinato Mokano is the new Eric Silva. He looked good for like two years, and then he got a neck tattoo, and he's never going to win again. Yeah, but Eric Silva only looks good because of the juice. <laughs> well, then, uh, <laughs> well, if you're going to tell me, Dale, if you're going to tell me that Fiziev is on the same level as when Moikano was back at 145 and beating Jeremy Stevens and Calvin Cater, who we just had on, and then not even just that, your boy Cub Swanson, then, dude, I don't even know what you're talking about. Fiziev knocks out Moicano. I'll put another 20 on it. I'm going crazy. What, what, what do you want to do? You got me jazzed <laughs> up. You came at my boy Cub. You came at the neck, and I'm telling you right now, Moicano and his neck tattoo is getting slapped <laughs> on Saturday. This is a biased Cub pick. That's what It's it not is. a biased Cub bit, pick. Because yeah, you knew I was picking Cub the moment they announced this fight. <laughs> You knew I was picking Cub because I wanted to track down Jake Shields after he destroyed his knee and, and for, try to beat up Jake Shields, and then ultimately probably would have got wrecked by Jake Shields. So not probably. Haley, Haley, who are you taking? So, um, as Jake's my boyfriend coach said, yeah. Fiziev is dope. Thank you. <laughs> but, ah. you know, I know I'm not on the same level as these guys at mm-hmm. all, but I fight people that are on my level as they fight people that are on their level. And from what I've notice when i fight muay thai fighters when i wrestle and do jujitsu it is such an easy fight like mm. i know i it's so i hate to say it, you know <laughs> and again i know the girls that i'm fighting are on the same level as physio like that's that would that's not the same at all but again i'm not on the same level as moicano so um i gotta go with him with moicano yeah and he's huge okay fair he's enough big. he's such a big guy for the division so I can't wait to gloat all over both of you. I feel like you don't even understand. Against you today, and we did not even talk about this. You, you just have terrible picks. I just, I cannot wait. You have no idea the videos that I'm going to create celebrating my victory <laughs> on Saturday night. I am so excited. That's fine, I can eat crow really well. <laughs> all right, Tony, Tony Ferguson taking on Charles Oliveira, 25 and four for Tony Ferguson. Charles Oliveira at 29 and eight seven fight win streak for uh, Charles Dubronx Oliveira here. T- Tony Ferguson minus 185. Du Bronx at plus 155. Overrun around is at two and a half here. Um, another unpopular pick here. I think I'm going to go Oliveira. This was so dumb. So dumb. I'm kind of with, with Cruz. <laughs> with Cruz. <laughs> I'm with Jake on this. But okay. it, it's like Tony's fighting a version of himself that's just not quite as good as him. Exactly. That's a, that's a great assessment. That's a, that's a great assessment. 
I'm just worried about Tony. Listen, I'm worried about Tony after the Gaethje fight. He took a lot of damage. I think that's a pretty quick turnaround, all things considered, after Tony a fight like that. not a human being, so you can't not compare him to other human beings as far as recovery goes. He is doing his own thing and living his best life and being his weird self. That's true. If it's break. Yeah, so, and that's a good point, too. Oliveira yeah. does break. He does. He absolutely and does. Tony breaks people. So. He absolutely does. I don't. I don't think that Oliveira has a lot of dog in him. I don't think that he likes gritty fights. Um, I, I can. I completely agree with that assessment. Um, what we've seen out of Tony those last couple fights, even in the Cowboy fight, uh, obviously with the Gaethje fight, um, and that you know even dating back all the way to the Barboza fight, Tony is hittable. That's the thing is that Tony can get hit. The Pettis fight, uh, he got rocked. You know, obviously I don't think that. Anthony Pettis and Charles Oliveira are the same as far as stand-up is concerned, but we've seen Tony to be hittable. That was my assessment going into the Gaethje fight is that we see Tony get more hittable every time he fights. Oliveira. And, and you know, Oliveira is a guy that's priding himself in his development and his stand-up. I don't think that, you know, I think that Tony's better on the feet, but I think on the ground, it kind of cancels each other out. But mm. Gaethje took a beating from Tony too sure. that Oliveira is not going to take. Yeah, sure. yeah. Exactly. I mean, Tony yep. hit him with stuff that, I mean, any person in their right mind, I mean, Gaethje's a, out of his mind too. So, True. yeah, I agree. <laughs> Tony 100%. hit him with things that Oliveira would fold, you know. I mean, it's Tony is fighting a lesser version of Tony. I mean, that's mm -hmm. how I feel. I don't know if that's accurate yeah. or not, but <laughs> it makes perfect sense. I, 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 I don't even disagree with that. I'm just, I don't know. I have a weird little tickle on the back of my neck that says Oliver is probably going to win on Saturday night, yeah. but that's the most unscientific way to bet a fight in he's human history. Yeah. yeah, he does have the most subs. <laughs> right. So, all right, Trey, what do you got here? I know you like Tony Ferguson here. I like Tony. Um, just, I think people are jaded because he fought Justin Gaethje. Justin Gaethje utilized an amazing striking, one that Charles Oliveira does not have. Now, when you talk about his amazing groundwork, yeah, he's a pressure jiu-jitsu guy. He's able to get people out there with ridiculous shit, like calf slicers and stuff like that. When you look at Tony, though, he's the most unorthodox jiu-jitsu practitioner on the planet. He's going to have that 10th planet coach back there just screaming, Imanari roll and all that bullshit. He's going to be able to do that. He's going to be able to scramble. Oh, he's going to be able to do, yeah, dude, the world of sand. He's going to be able to do so many unorthodox things that it's not going to be a general practice for Orlovera on the ground to pressure, hold, uh, get inside control, utilize those elbows, whatever it is. He's going to be able to scramble out of that, which is going to maintain this thing on the feet. I think Tony Ferguson is going to always, like he does, walk forward, pressure fight him, slice and dice with the elbows, up in the clinch. It's going to get dirty. Tony's going to win this thing. I'm saying inside the distance. I think two and a half is actually like I'm, I'm almost thinking under for Tony. He's coming out with vengeance. Have y'all have y'all fought in any any sort of combat? So, uh, Jiu-Jitsu. Yeah, trade does Jiu-Jitsu, and I, I've oh, been yeah. I, I've been knocked out boxing a few times. So. <laughs> so, okay, so I'm super obviously I'm an athlete who came into the fighting world, mm -hmm. and so it's different. But my two losses were to two very unorthodox people, and let me tell you what that does to an athlete like Charles Oliveira. He's probably more athletic than Tony. <laughs> it breaks your rhythm and such. I mean, it is so hard to find a timing and to get comfortable in there with someone who's just funky. It is really yeah. hard. Oh, yeah. And, and like, if you've done jujitsu or box, even sparring rounds, you know that. I mean, yeah. it doesn't matter how much better you are than somebody. It is funky and it's hard to settle yeah. in and it makes you flinchy and it just it just changes what you what you do. So, sure. so exactly. I don't know. He's so funky. Like, 
I honestly, I'd pick him over, even over Gaethje. I thought he was going to win. I mean, I think everybody did, but he's just one of those guys. He is so funky and he's so tough. And his goal is to literally drag you into muddy waters and then drown you there. And he didn't, I mean, generally he does that. And so I don't know. I, I just can't, I hardly ever do I bet against Tony Ferguson. That's exactly it. Yeah. Well, and, nor, and nor should you from a smart money perspective bet against them. I mean, he's he's shown himself to be wildly profitable from a betting perspective because he wins constantly. And there's something to be said. Like, I, I, I agree with you, both of your assessments. I agree with, you know, coach boyfriend, boyfriend coach Jake's assessment. I don't think that I don't think that Oliveira has any has a lot of grit. I don't think he has a lot of dog in him. I he think he's good though. Don't get me wrong. He's, he's incredibly good. He's freaking good. <laughs> but if Tony Ferguson can make this fight ugly, if he can cut him, if he can make him bloody, then I think Oliveira gives up. I don't yeah, think if you mean when. When right. Yeah. <laughs> um, but you know, when that happens, right? Is if it happens in the first two rounds, I think it gets it gets done inside the distance. Now um, again, like when you're fighting a Tony Ferguson, or I mean, I guess the Tony Ferguson, there's nobody else like him. You come in expecting that. So maybe he is going to have, I mean, a different mindset. Like I've had different mindsets going into different fights and that totally changes the way you perform. So maybe he is going to, you go in there and you expect, okay, I'm going to bleed, you know, you, yeah. you perform differently. So who knows, but Tony. <laughs> okay. So two Tonys and a, maybe a Charles Oliver. I don't know. You guys are kind of swaying me a little bit now that we've talked about it at, at length. I'm not sure. All right. Main event of the evening, Davison Figueredo at 20 and one, taking on Brandon Moreno at 18, five and one. Like I said, uh, you know, less than a 30 day turnaround here for Figueredo minus three thirty. Brandon Moreno plus two fifty five over on uh, over under on rounds is at two and a half. Um, is Figueredo the most violent flyweight that we've ever seen? Yes. Yes. <laughs> Mm -hmm. uh, yeah, I, I, I feel like I feel like you bet Figueredo till we see him lose. That's just kind of where Dude. I'm. Well, and like I love, I love Brandon. I'm an LFA girl, and I like people who come from LFA, which is basically the whole roster these days. But you know, <laughs> yeah. Um, so I like Brandon Moreno a lot, and I was really upset when they cut him. I think that he was like unrightfully it would be cut. An awesome story if he won. But yeah, if he won, it would be an awesome story. He fought so many good fighters and they cut him which i i know that that was kind of when they were trying to get rid of the division um but i like the guy a lot i don't know how he is the number one contender it's like i blinked and then he was the number one contender mm -hmm. um and it like i said it would be awesome if he won like what a story he's gonna get his ass he is going to i mean that is just stylistically athletically when you think about God-given talent, when you think about intention, when they get in, I mean, that is just such a bad fight for him. Well, and this is, this is an interesting thing because, and you know, I'm sure your boyfriend who is a coach, like, like would be able to tell a fighter this. I have a question for you. Okay. So, so a lot of people look at Davis and Figueroa fights and see an overtly aggressive opponent. And Davis and Figueroa loves that. He loves someone that's going to come in with aggression, just like we saw in his last fight. They're going to slip up. He's going to get a guillotine, whatever it is. I almost think in his type of fights, they need to slow it down. Brandon Moreno has got to come in there and just be calm, collected, pick his shots, move around the cage, make this the most slow, boring fight and feel it out. But everyone's overtly anxious. They want to rush in. And Brandon Moreno is an overtly aggressive fighter, you know, historically, what would you do for Brandon Moreno? What would you, what kind of fighting style would you want to see him employ against Davison Fragaro in this fight? It's got to be chaotic. 
if but he that, tries to if he tries to go in and, and slow things down, it's just it's gonna. <laughs> <clears throat> if he tries to slow things down, it's just gonna play more into Figueroa's game, and he's mm. and he's he's just a better athlete. He's just he's just better. Um, he's so excited. I mean, like when have I loved Mighty Mouse, and I did get excited and super nervous and felt like I was gonna fight when he fought. But when have y'all got so excited to watch a flyweight fight? Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> no, it, 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 he's incredibly exciting. Um, I think, I think to both your points, I think the first Benavidez fight, Joey B tried to slow it down and we saw how that ended. Right. Um, he did yeah. try to slow it down. He did try to circle the outside of the cage. He did try to stick and move, engage and get out. And, you know, ultimately I think the headbutt sort of started the beginning of the end, but we that saw how that was going to go. Though, I think, I think that, that was delaying the inevitable. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I, I, I do think that there's something with the idea of making it as chaotic as possible. I don't necessarily love Figueroa's strategy of saying I have a I have a chin that you know prevents me from being knocked out. He literally is okay with leading face first into just about every exchange. Um, and there is a point where the body decides ah, this isn't the best thing anymore, and it does shut it down. I don't necessarily know if Moreno has that power to do it, um, but I do think that maybe chaos in the scramble could be just about the only path to victory. Um, I don't know. But we see Figueredo can be beaten. Moreno's I just funky, though. I just don't know if Moreno's the one to do it. Did you guys watch uh, uh, Brandon Mar or uh, the, the kid that Brandon Moreno just beat? Roy, Roy Roy Ball. Ball. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Did you see that kid's uh, last not, – not against Brandon Moreno, but the fight before that that he won? Oh, yeah. He yeah, was yeah. doing like Carl almost as every five seconds. It was the sickest yeah, thing ever. Yeah, so, so that type of chaos is what Brandon Moreno needs to bring to this fight. Hmm. Yeah. That's okay. Brandon is – he is funky. He really is funky. He's one of those guys that it is hard to prepare for, which I don't know how much that matters. <laughs> right. Against – Yeah. <laughs> All right, so we're, we'll go figure – we'll go figure right out. We'll it's gonna, it yeah, it is going to be a tough fight for Mark. I mean, hmm, I want him to do well. <laughs> well it'll, be a, it'll be a moral victory. Trey, I'm assuming you're going to go Figueredo as well, correct? I'm going to go Figueredo, yes. Okay, awesome. Well, that that brings us to the uh, the complete and uh, the complete conclusion, if you will, or just the conclusion rather, not the complete conclusion, but just conclusion of the card. Um, let's see. We did have somebody claim our beer money uh, last week, Trey. So this is. This is very unceremonious, but this is our one-year episode. Yes. It's our one year. Been doing the show for one year, um, and this is it. So, um, and y'all chose me. We did. We did. Listen, we did. We did. <laughs> um, you know, it, it was it was serendipitous. The moment you said that uh, Die Hard was your favorite Christmas movie, we were like, all right, whenever she yeah. wants to come back, it's a, we're 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 game. So. And you sent me that really cool ornament, but you didn't send me a link to it, so I can't even find it. I think you know, looking at the picture, I think it was handmade. Um, oh, I, I don't necessarily know I that can't that was do that. right. Yeah, I'm not, I'm not that artsy fartsy, so that was a. Uh, I think that was a handmade thing. So, uh, but I did see it, and I was like, oh yeah. Uh, I think Johnny Case actually put that on his Instagram because he puts well, a hundred. I gotta go to Johnny Case. Yeah, he puts up like a million memes a day, so I just I ripped it off him. So. Um, but do we want to do another beer money giveaway or yay or nay? Do we want to give more stuff away or are we good, Trey? I think, do you, I think we give one more away. One you want more to do away. one more? One more? Okay. Can we – let's see here. Do you want to just take my word for it? Because with, with Haley on the screen, I'm not sure that we can bring the wheel of doom back yeah, in here. Yeah, I'll just take your word for it. Haley, I have to say 
Your coach's beard. I've never seen a beard so tailored so perfectly. It's it's shocking. I, I always thought Dale had the best beard, but it no. grows that way, and no one yeah. believes it. But it no, does. he's the Manscaped 3.0 razor for sure. <laughs> yeah, it, it it definitely looks like he went to like somebody's house and just cut up strips of carpet and just glued it to his face. Like sponsoring me or him or we know some people. You want us to put you listen. This is how networking gets done. We know some people, um, and okay, uh, you know back. some you know some people. <laughs> And uh, you know we, we can make something happen. So yep. we, uh, yeah, yeah, we got yeah. it. Yeah, look at that beard. <laughs> there it is. Yeah, glory. <laughs> yeah, that's straight sure. up salty sailor right there. That's yeah, legit. Does, yeah, it does look like he, it does look like he works on that's a shrimp funny. boat. His grandpa was a sailor. <laughs> oh, see, it's in its genetics. It is. All right, let's see. Let's see if we can get the uh, let's see if we can get the pirate music like going that. here. Pirate music. Yeah, Jake's. I mean, the kids at the gym call Jake Coach Blackbeard, which I think is hilarious. Oh yeah, <laughs> they came up with that themselves. Here, I'm gonna put. I'm gonna put <laughs> Haley Small. Jake, yeah. So that he thinks, you, he thinks you sound so much like Cruz. He's like, I need to see what that guy looks disgusting. like. Disgusting. I don't. Yeah. Wanna... It's disgusting. <laughs> yeah, with Why? your with your coiffed hair. <laughs> you don't. You don't look like Cruz. No. Dude, I was going to wear this for Haley tonight, but I didn't want to be weird, you know, dude? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You should have. Yeah. Mine, so. mine says livestock beef. Let's see. What does it say? Livestock beans? Beef. <laughs> beef. <laughs> beef. Right. Where's oh, the beef? Okay. Like, where, yeah, like, where's the beef? <laughs> All right. Yeah. yeah. All right. It's almost the same. I don't wear cowgirl hats. Ah. Uh. All right, oh no! See. Yeah, you're good. You're good. Oh. We're gonna we're gonna we're gonna give away some beer money. Cue oh. the pirate music. Here we go. The sound is funk. Comedy Calb three one seven. Comedy Calb. Three one seven comedy cow B. We gonna go with comedy cow B. Is that what we're doing here? Yeah. All right, All right. comedy cow B three seven. Uh, just hit us up on Instagram. Let us know that you won beer money, and uh, we'll uh, send a six pack your way. I'm gonna go ahead and get you off the big screen tray. As much yeah. as I like looking at you. Oh, and uh, on the big screen. Yeah, yeah, yeah. On the formatted wise, you should have put on some. Makeup. Nah, no, no, no. It's, <laughs> it's all part of our plan. All right, so here we go. Jerks. <laughs> <laughs> all right, so comedy cow B. If you're uh, if you want to claim your beer money, just go ahead and hit us up on Instagram. Haley is buying beer for everybody this week, yes. so you can just hit her up, shoot her a DM, and start it with "I'm not weird," but and then ask <laughs> for your beer money, and she'll be happy to send you some. Um, I think that's it as far as stuff we're going to give away. Uh, we've already done about seven Manscaped ad reads. And, yeah, we've paid every bill. Uh, and we talked about it being our one year. Haley, you are a gracious uh, guest every single time you're on the show. The seat is forever yours whenever you want it. You just you just, just hop in and, uh, you know, whatever you want to say, the floor is yours. Oh, look. What is this? This is, new, this is one of my new sponsors. It's Born Primitive. Okay. Oh, so, sick. Uh, I'm going to shout you out. Um, so right. Jason, Livestock Beef, and Lone Star. Is that good? Can I do that? Yeah. You can do whatever you want. Oh, cool. That's what I did. Lone Star Truck Group. That's what I Yeah. I'm not weird, but Helen Keller is so... <laughs> <laughs> to ask you for beer money. 
$10,000. Yeah. All right. Uh, I'll say Haley, thank you so much for coming on the show. And thank you, uh, Haley. The, the next time we get a, uh, we'll send you another shirt. Next time we get a new one, we got a, a new iteration coming out after the first of the year. We'll be sure to send one your way. Yay. And, uh, Thanks for having me. Yeah. We'll get you back on um, as soon as you get a fight announced. Right. So let's get a fight yes. on the books. We'll get you back on March. March. All right. We'll have you, we'll have you back on before March. So um, <laughs> if you're on, if you're on your time frame, we can get you on for a fight. If we're on, if we're on Jake's time frame, <laughs> My we'll, time we'll, frame would be like next week. Right. <laughs> Fair enough. All right. Well, thank you so much for coming on the show. It was awesome as always. We'll talk to you soon. Appreciate it. Thank you. Thank you. Have a good night. Bye. All right here. Let's get us back to the double, double boom. Trey, we're at, All right. we're at an hour 27. You want to wrap this thing up? Let's wrap it up. Great, great first year, man. Season one in the books. Season one's in the books. Appreciate everybody. Stay classy meets. Promo code FIST saves 10%. Go to uh, allegianceclothing.com. Use promo code PUNCH. Save 15%. Bet online. Use promo code ARMCHAIR. Take advantage of all the great sign-up deals. Manscaped.com. Use promo code ARMCHAIR. Save 20%. Get free shipping on the entire thing. Um, one year in the books, my man. Uh, year number two, we go from kicking ass to taking over. Yeah. Absolutely. Okay. Fair enough. All right, guys. Be good to each other. Follow us on Instagram. Follow us on uh, Facebook. What? I don't care. Wherever you follow us at. Uh, if you want to be eligible for future beer money giveaways, uh, leave us a review on iTunes. If you can't leave us a review on iTunes, shoot us a message on Instagram and say, hey, I can't do that. I listen to you on Spotify, and we'll still add your name to the pirate wheel. Uh, we're at Punchlist MMA just absolutely everywhere that you can find us. Appreciate everybody that continues to support the show. Uh, we wouldn't do this without you guys. Appreciate you. Thank you very much. Be good to each other. Talk to everybody on Fight Night. Pick it. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Place your money line. Prop or parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. Bet MGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus and present in Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1 800 Gambler in partnership with MGM Northfield Park.